Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm excited. I have Christine Dean with me. Um, Christine, why don't you tell my viewers a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, wow. Um, I do way too much. That's what I do. <laughs> My background is teaching. I taught college. I taught communications courses. Um, and I coached the speech and debate team. So communications is my background. I, I started building websites way back before I'd like to admit. <laughs> so that whole communication space, marketing space is kind of where I played. I took some time off to raise my kids. And then after that, I was like, okay, well, I want to do something. I want to be a productive member of society. Let me jump into something. My mama said, oh, you should try credit card processing. And I'm like, that's a really weird choice. Okay, why not? Right. I knew I didn't want to go back into teaching. That was one of those um, work 80 hour weeks and you make pennies on the dollar, right? Or uh, on how many, how much hours you put in. Right. So I turned around. I'm like, all right, I'll try this credit card processing thing. And I was like, oh, no. Oh no, I hate this, right? It was all about making phone calls. Can you make a hundred? Can you make 300 phone calls in a day, right? That sounds like my idea of like the most painful experience ever. Just poke me in the eye with a sharp stick, right? It was horrible. But what I did discover is I loved networking. And as a communications major, it doesn't get any better than that, right? So I combined my communications background, my networking, uh, my marketing, right? And I put it all together because if you can't find the job that you're looking for, you just make your own. And okay. I, that's how I ended up with my own business, DFW Networking Diva, right? It just, just made sense. I love it. And for my audience, the reason we have Christine here today is anybody who calls themselves a networking diva, I want to know. So... Let's talk a little bit about um, how the DFW Networking Diva came about, and let's dispel the myth that you only work in Dallas-Fort Worth, because I think that, <laughs> you know, that was my mistake the first time I met you. And back in the day, right, I had planned, obviously, DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth, I had planned on it being a very localized business. That was what I had in mind. And then the world shut down, and it's either, a, you know, adjust and and you know shift your business or starve one or the other right so i don't believe in starving i like food so we shifted the business and i just became more and more involved on in networking on a global level a national level right and the opportunities and the doors that open up because of that is amazing um, I, I wanted dfw networking diva specifically because i really wanted to focus on relationships it's all about relationships. And I don't feel like I can do anything without that, right? So you can do marketing, sure. But my marketing always involves relationships. 
And it's always about connecting you to your synergy partners and, and who you need to know in order to be successful in your business. And if I don't have the answers, I don't have the answers to everything. I have a team of people that I can pull in to give us a hand with whatever it is you need help with in your business. And that's that whole teamwork and building relationships. And they just go hand in hand. I, I work with those that are trying to do good in the world. I'm a sucker for a cause, right? So if you've got a good cause, it doesn't have to be a nonprofit, but if you've got a good cause, I'm like all over, I'm like, sign me up, right? <laughs> so I wanna be involved with helping you be successful so that you can do what you do on a bigger scale. Yeah, that's my goal. I will, My goal isn't about my business, my goal is about everyone else's business. I wanna see everybody else thrive and succeed. Well, and I think the reality is if we help enough people, um, I think that's a, a Jim Rohn quote. If we help enough people get what they want, we'll get what we want. Um, yeah, there's a Ziegler quote like that, too. I'm oh, sure yeah, there's Ziegler, several sorry. gurus out there that have said that. I believe that. I really do. If yeah. you're working towards a, a, a greater goal and people are working together on it, it's amazing how many people will come in and help you with them with what you're doing as soon as you let them know what you're up to. I love it. Now, there's a couple of definitions I want to hear your take on, because I think um, I realized early in my life, I just assumed networking that other people knew what I meant by it. Um, so let's talk about what networking is to you. And then I want to define relationship. But let's start with networking. Networking is one of those funny words, because if you're not careful and you try and look it up on uh, Mr. Google, you'll see things like, oh, network engineer. I'm like, no not the same thing kind of right it's all about interconnection okay if you think of it that way we can run with it but networking to me really is developing those relationships and you can run around all day from networking event to networking event and never get anywhere right because i call those one and done right you met somebody once you talked to them once but you never developed really a relationship with them it's like oh well that was a nice coffee moving on now and you never talked to them again what are the chances you're ever going to do business together? What are the chances they're ever going to send you a referral? What are the chances they're ever going to recommend you anywhere, right? They don't know you well enough. So if you do a one and done, you're not going anywhere. And a lot of people define networking as, let me go to as many meetings as possible and meet as many people as possible. And then let me do it all again and again and never actually develop relationships. And that's where a lot of people are going wrong with their networking. Networking is about relationships. I love it. Now, let's talk about relationships, because I'm not kidding, Christine. Once upon a time, I joked that I was a professional matchmaker. And one mm -hmm. of my clients came to me and said, you know, you've introduced me to a whole bunch of clients. That's wonderful. I haven't met a single date through you. And I was like, oh, God, way too literal. So what do you mean by relationships? Because, uh, again, definitions are very important here. Absolutely. So you probably want to say... um <laughs> business matchmaker <laughs> you probably throw the word matchmaker. i do know a matchmaker so if you do need one reach out i know somebody but <laughs> if you want to stick in the business realm right you got to make sure you let people know what that means right and for me developing relationships is is acting like the other person's actually human. Go figure, be a good human. You know, are, are you actually caring about them? Or are you thinking the whole time, gosh, I really wish they'd buy my product, right? I wish they'd hurry up and stop talking so I can say what I want to say, right? You're missing the whole point behind networking, right? <laughs> they say, we always hear in the networking circles that you want to do business with people you know, like, and trust, right? So we're going to get to know you. 
okay, well, we have to meet with you more than once to get to know you. You know, we have to share something a little bit deeper than this is how I like my coffee, right? It's got to go deeper than that, right? Before we can find out if we like you, right? To actually get to the point where we're going to send business. I was at a networking group for, um, gosh, I want to say almost a year before I got a referral, right? And I've, I've seen it before, right? But if it's a long it's a long game you're playing, right? Relationships are long-term. They're not just hit it and forget it, right? So if it's going to be real relationships, you got to invest in them. Don't think of it as a waste of time. Oh, I went to that meeting. I didn't get any referrals. I'm moving on now, right? Yeah. You have to invest in those relationships. And people can tell when you're authentic and you really want to get to know them and you want to help them, right? Are you asking those kind of questions like, what are your goals for your business? What are you trying to do? You know, if you're really interested and you're paying attention, being mindful in the moment, and the only thing that you're focusing on is the person in the room, right? That's a gift. One of the best gifts you can give somebody is your undivided attention, right? That's how they know they're important. Time's the one thing we can't get back, right? So if I'm going to invest my time in you, you're important to me, right? So that's so important. Build that. Build those relationships. Find people who you not only like for business, but did you like as people, right? Is this somebody that I would want to hang out with, right? If I had an extra day in the week, you know, give me that eighth day in the week, <laughs> right? Is this somebody I want to hang out with? And chances are, if they're not, you might not want to be doing business with them, right? There's a reason why you don't like them. Maybe it's a value clash, right? Yeah. Um, maybe you just don't have anything in common, right? So those aren't your people. You want to attract your tribe, I love that. And I think one of the, the things I hear a lot is, you know, those people who are, you know, uh, the joke is they go to the opening of, of an envelope, you know, they're at every event. And then they're the ones who tell me with certainty, networking doesn't work, or my personal favorite networking sucks. It's like, well, I feel like there might be a mindset issue at stake there. What What would you say to that? Oh, goodness. It's all about the mindset. Like I said, if you're not mindful, and you're not in the moment and you're not being authentically you and you're not being authentic with the other person, they can totally feel it. You know, they're like, oh, here comes another sales pitch. Right. We've all been to a group networking group and you've been there more than once. And you're like, oh, no, here comes so and so quick. Run, hide. <laughs> Because you know they're going to come be that slimy salesperson, you know, here, yeah. come by. And that's not what networking about. Networking isn't about selling to the person in front of you. It's building that relationship so that they'll open up their, really date ourselves and say Rolodex, right? But the idea that they're going to open up their network and introduce you into their network. And when I like somebody, I'll do that, right? Yeah. I'll be like, all right, who do you want to meet? You know, what are yeah. you looking for? You know, oh, I need financial advisors. Okay, great. I know about 300 of them. <laughs> Let's talk, yeah. right? Whatever it is that you're looking for, if you, if the other person believes that you actually like enjoy their company and, and you actually built that rapport, people will go out of their way to help you. Yeah. And, and they'll be and happy to do it. True story, Christine. I was at my local office supply store and I saw a Rolodex and I seriously agonized, should I buy it just for the, the novelty of it? And then I looked at it and I'm like, I, I could only fit, I don't know, a hundred contacts in it. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, not big it. enough. <laughs> I, have an I need online... like shelves of the things, you know, <laughs> I've got an online version that I use. Um, it's the, my most trusted uh, Chrome extension. 
which is fantastic. If you have, don't have that, I would reach out to and check it out. It's a free Chrome extension. There's a paid version also, but you can use the free version. But one of the best tools about it is you can do introductions through that extension attached to your LinkedIn account, and you can keep track of who you introduced to who. That in itself, that one feature by itself without all the other fantastic features, that, that in, in itself sold me. I was like, oh, I'm all over that. Because sometimes like, did I connect to that person or not? And you have to go back and check your notes unless you're keeping a long sheet, right? So it just, it's nice to have it all central in one place. So that's one of the things I like to do because I hate introducing somebody when I've already introduced them. But that's not a bad thing. Sometimes you just know them that well. You're like, oh, you would get along so well with, oh, you already know each other. Perfect. Wonderful. You're like, I was right. I was on target. Perfect. <laughs> you know, I, I always see that as a moment. First of all, it's reconnected me with the two people, but it's also a moment to be human and say, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'm glad that you two know each other. And, you know, it, there's never a bad time to reconnect with good people. So. And, and remember, you're giving an excuse when you ask somebody else for a referral, like, hey, I see that you know so-and-so. Can you introduce me? It gives them an excuse to reach out to someone they may not have talked to in a while. Be like, you know, I had somebody say that the other day. Like, I actually haven't talked to them in a while. That gives me a great excuse to reach out. Thanks. So you can, sometimes you're doing them a favor by asking for that. So you know, as long as they like you and they see you're not going to be sleazy with their connections, you know, and that's how sales it feels. Like, it's like when you go, the idea of walking onto a car lot and you're like, ugh salespeople, oh, they're going to yeah. swarm me, right? And, and people hate that, right? We want to buy things. We just hate to be sold to. Yep. My my favorite stationery store just introduced commission salespeople. And I'm this close to calling the manager and saying, you need to give me like a little beacon or something to call them off because I wonder, that's how I get my inspiration. And if you got a commission salesperson breathing down my neck, I'm going to go somewhere else. So yeah, how do you define if it doesn't feel good, you don't want to be part of it? Yeah. So how do you define sleazy? Because I want to be really <laughs> clear. Um, I, I'm trying to elevate networking to an art form and and I feel like you and I can share a canvas together today. So what what's sleazy to you? Because I'm sure some people are going, but I was taught to do this and I feel like it's on your list. Yeah. And that's the hard part, right? When you think of it, um, sales. So the old school sales was your high pressure sales. It was the, you know, overcome every objection. And this is how you work around that. And people are, they're expecting it. Right. And they, yeah. you know, if it doesn't feel good for you, it doesn't feel good for the person listening to you, by the way. <laughs> so if you're like, I don't know if I'm being sleazy or not. Well, does it feel good when you say it? <laughs> that's a good start. However, some people don't have that filter. Okay. So if yeah. people are running when you go towards them, <laughs> when they suddenly end the middle of the conversation, okay, well, oh, so-and-so's calling for me. I have to go. When you start seeing people avoiding you, there's probably a reason for that. You are that sleazy person. Okay. So don't do it. But really, if you're being authentic, right? The idea is to sell to people that actually want your product, not to browbeat people that don't want your product. Right. And it's a matter of sometimes it's a matter of education, right? They may not know what the product is. So you can't even convince them that they need it because they don't even know what it is. Right. Yep. You know, so you can have real conversations with people. You can let them know how you use the product, how your clients use the product, what they found useful about it, what's helpful about it. Right. There's ways to have that conversation without being like, I need to close this deal in the next 10 minutes. Because if you're sounding desperate, we smell it. Same. 
permission breath. It, it's repulsive. Um, yeah. th- there's so many paths I could go down, but I, I think I want to talk about, you know, the, the, the pressure tactics, because I think, you know, there's a lot of training. There's a lot of movies where it's all about overcoming objections and, I'm strange because I don't live in a world of objections. I will share knowledge. I will share content. I educate people. And if they're fit, they come to me. Um, I feel like that's a, a an experience for you as well. Oh, absolutely. If you're what they're looking for. And there's many times I've shared and they're like, oh, you are what I've been looking for. <laughs> they're like, well, great. This is perfect. Right. And, and everybody's happy together. Right. Do I want to coach a client that, hates my guts and like cringes when I'm going to talk to him. No, that's not who I want to work with. Right. But if I tell him, this is what I can do with you, I'll help you with your strategy. I'll help you figure out, you know, your lines of multiple streams of income inside your business and help you get on point with your marketing. They're like, that's what I need. And you're like, and here I am. Right. As opposed to me going, you need a coach and them going, no, no, right. <laughs> that's not any fun. You don't need to terrorize people. <laughs> Be nice to them. If you have something they want, they will let you know just have to let them know. And sometimes they don't know, right? Even our friends that we work with, that we see on a consistent basis, right? I had somebody that I'd known for years and I'm at a, a, a party where it is a Super Bowl party. Okay. And I'm sitting next to somebody, I think they were a doctor and they're like, oh yeah, I do this. I'm like, oh, that's great. Well, what do you do? And I said, oh, I do marketing. And I just named off a few things. I mentioned the word CRM and in front of me in the row, right in front of me is the host who turns around and hangs over the seat and looks at me and goes, how is it that I've known you all this time? And I didn't know you did with, with stuff with CRMs. And I just laughed. I'm like, I don't know. You don't listen to me. <laughs> but we forget, right? A lot of times our businesses might evolve. Um, you know, if we're offering new services, it's okay to let your friends know what you do. You'd be surprised. And be like, oh, I didn't know you did websites. I'm like, well, I've been doing them for a really long time, longer than I'd like to say, right? But they don't know. They can't remember right? So don't expect everybody else to remember what you do. So the difference is between sharing it and just letting out, hey, you may not be aware, but I started offering this. Oh, really? I know somebody that needs that. That's yep. it, right? But not, I'm offering this and you should buy it now. <laughs> That's a whole different kind of persona, right? No, 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 no. Don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> just let them know. Share. Yeah. I love that. Now, let's talk about what you do, because that's one of the whole points of my podcast is it's a networking event. And, you know, this is how I connect people with great people. So um, let's start with the the DFW Networking Diva, and then we'll talk about what else Christine does. But how do you help people with networking? Well, so uh, sometimes they'll come in and it's uh, somebody who's new to networking or they're like, I've been networking and it's not being successful. And I always teach them how to do intentional networking, right? Are they identifying their different service areas or their different products? Who's the ideal client for each of those, right? And who are their synergy partners they need to be connected with? Um, And sometimes it might be um, a podcast host that needs guests. Right. And we might talk about this is what they need. Okay, well, let me help you find those ideal people for you. Right. Other times they're looking for um, partners. Right. Or maybe they're looking to have their uh, team trained. They've got a sales team and they want them to be more relationship focused and less salesy. Right. So maybe they need a, a team that's trained. Right. So that whole networking side, maybe you're nervous because you haven't done this networking. You're not feeling real confident with your public speaking and you want to, you know, a, a wingman or a wingwoman <laughs> to come along with you and say, hey, 
we're here. Oh, have you met my friend so-and-so? And introduce you through the crowd, right? And I, you, usually I find after about 15 minutes, they're like, I got this, I'm good. And I'm like, go for it, right? And they come back and ask advice, but they know I'm there if they need me, right? So it's usually once you kind of get into it, you can, you can start feeling it. It feels good to go out there and make new friends. I love it. Now, let's talk about that for a minute, because I've realized, and and I'm going to be honest, I've taught thousands of people how to network, and I went straight to the how-to, because it never occurred to me. I was born with this mindset, and I've you know, it turns out I have the language now. I'm a go-giver. Um, you know, I believe in giver's gain. And I just assumed that everybody did. And, you know, yeah. imagine my embarrassment the day I realized that that assumption was really not there. Um, I think over people overcomplicate the making friends part and being authentic. So let's talk about some of mm-hmm. your suggestions there, because networking shouldn't feel like work. Is that fair? I will agree with you, but then I'm an extrovert. So networking doesn't feel like work. If you're an introvert, it may feel like work and it may take a little while before you find the zone of comfort. And you don't have to go to these large happy hour styles where you've got people all over the place. You can go with something smaller. You can go something um, exclusive. So you're the only one you could do, right? There's a lot of different kinds of networking opportunities, right? You could even just only network online and just make connections online requests to people that you want to talk to or ask your friends for those referrals, right? So networking, you can do whatever style works best for you. But I always say be intentional know what it is that you want, know what you're going to ask for, right? So teaching the mindset and then the how-tos, right? They kind of have to go hand in hand because I'm a giver too. And so it's it, not everybody's like that. Yep. <laughs> Low ball, weirdest thing ever, right? <laughs> and I want to address something. You mentioned that you're an extrovert and networking comes easy to you. Um, I just want to say for the introverts, because I am the world's biggest introvert. I love my books. I recharge quietly in the evening. Um, There are strengths to both personality types because an extrovert, you're going to meet as many people as you can, and then you're going to follow up. Whereas just for our listeners, the introverts, um, so I learned how to network from an extrovert and it was painful to me. And the methodology was go to an event and you couldn't leave until you met everybody. And I hate small talk. So that was painful for me. And then one day I was like, wait a minute, why am I listening to this person? I'm going to do what feels authentic to me. And I set a goal and you'll laugh at me. But the first time I went to a networking event as a full on introvert, my goal was to have two conversations. And they were deep and meaningful conversations. And the next time I said, okay, I'm going to do three today. um, I realized for me personally, I never had to go beyond five because I got to know people quickly. I got to know them well, and then they'd bring their friends to me. And I realized that that was so much more comfortable than, because for me, when I first started, the terror of walking into a room and not knowing anyone I was like, I'm just going to go stand in the corner. and I'm the one that goes and finds the wallflowers. If you're hanging onto a wall somewhere, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? My name's Christine, right? And start up a conversation with them because uh, they just need somebody to kind of care, 
right? They, they don't want to be in the middle of the crowd. They don't want to go around and find a bunch of people, which is fine. You know, network with everybody. There's no reason not to, but you want to find the people that resonate with you. So if you tell them you meet that one person, you're like, I was really hoping to meet someone in this industry tonight. If yeah. they're a networker, that's the extrovert. They're like, oh, okay, well, come on, come with me. I'll introduce you to this person or I'll send so-and-so over to you, right? And they'll do the work for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's perfectly fine to be an introvert. Or like I said, as an introvert, you don't even have to go to a networking meeting. Yeah. You can do it all quietly so. through LinkedIn. Yep. And that's, you know, I teach people how to network on LinkedIn and they're like, oh, it doesn't work for me. Like, and I realized that, you know, extroverts go this way, introverts go this way. And and I think that's what I would say now with some hindsight is find the thing that works for you and Absolutely. do more of it. Find what your sweet spot is, right? And and whatever that sweet spot is, it's okay, right? Just you got to find where your comfort zone is that you can build those kind of relationships that, you, that you're looking for. Identify who you want to meet and, and how you're going to meet them. Right. And, and just put those steps in place and be consistent. And, and that's really where you know, the technology side of it comes into play. Right. I like the, uh, my most trusted. Um, there's also, you know, use your CRM, right. Don't use your CRM to spam people to death. That's not what it's about, <laughs> but it's a great place to keep track of who you talk to. Right. So you can say, OK, I met with so and so on such and such date. This is what we talked about. This is what they're looking for. Right. Whatever it is that you have in your notes. Everybody is either a potential friend, um, a potential um, client, a potential referral partner. Right. Decide where they fit into your life. Everybody has value, you know, and maybe sometimes it's your turn to add the value. And I think that's, again, people try because they heard that this is how you network. And and my advice is if it doesn't feel natural, don't do it because there's right. enough ways to network. And, and that's, you know, I think you and I are sort of on a spectrum where, you know, we're almost close enough because we still believe in that relationship piece. So um, now let's switch gears a little and talk about some of your favorite tech, because that's honestly one of my biggest questions when I meet fellow connectors. Um, I'm long past the point where I know my brain's not going to hold all of this stuff. So what are some of your favorite tools? And, you know, feel free to shout out and, and give names because. Oh, goodness. So many. Well, thing. I mentioned the, um, the, my most trusted the MMT, right? And that's yeah. a, a free Chrome and it also has an upgraded one. It's got it built into it where you can, when you look at somebody's profile, it'll give you the lowdown on here's a summary of their profile. Here's um, what we think their personality type is. It's got some AI built in there. Not only that, it'll do um, some AI for you if you want to um, send a message to somebody. So you can ask it, you know, I need a message about, okay, and it'll put it together for you. I haven't played as much with the AI on that, but I can see the potential on there. And um, because sometimes, you know, if you're feeling nervous, it's nice to know, okay, that's a good idea. And then you can reword it and put it your, you know, the way that you want to say it. But AI is a great way to um, get ideas. It's a great brainstorming tool, right? To get, oh, I didn't think about that. That's good, right? And it just kind of jumps you, jump starts your brain. Right. So a lot of the tools you're going to find nowadays are having AI components attached to it. Um, even like for Canva, you do a lot of um, I combine networking with marketing with my business. And so part of that is, you know, 
Canva, social media posts and all that kind of stuff. And when it comes to that, they've got um, AI built into Canva now. Hey, things like that, you're like, what? How did that happen? I like the Grammarly app, right? It just follows you around through the internet wherever you go and it has a little bubble right there. And you, can, it's actually really good for AI. I was talking to a friend, I'm like, oh, where did this come from? And I'm like, hey, let's, let's test this out. I happened to be on a Zoom call with one of my clients. And uh, he's like, okay, well, my wife is a realtor. She likes to work with veterans, see what it says. I'm like, okay, I want to help veterans with their real estate um, and give me some suggestions on how to, you know, convince them I can help them or whatever, right? I put that in and then boom, like this seven paragraph huge, I'm like, this is actually really well written. I was surprised <laughs> by that. Now, for, as a communication major, for me to say something is well written, that, that's quite a compliment to say, because yep. <laughs> usually I can write it better. But I'm going to say these are pretty doggone good. You're, it's never perfect. You're always going to have to go in and tweak it. But I'm like, here, copy, paste, and give that to your wife. <laughs> Let her run with it. Uh, so there's tools in all sorts of crazy places. If you haven't played in the AI space, check it out. If you don't necessarily want to use it for all your content or you don't want to copy and paste it exactly, because it's, sometimes there's things that are wrong in there, um, you know, and you need to make it fit you, authentic, be authentic self, right? And that kind of stuff. But it's great tools for like brainstorming and stuff. And um, one of the ones that we like is uh, magi.co. So M-A-G-A-I dot co. And I'm going to give you a little secret. If you use giver. 30, you'll get a 30% off for three months. Oh, nice. So use giver 30 for that. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one. Um, that one uses the chat GPTs, it uses Claude, and it uses, I think they're testing out doing a beta test night right now with Midjourney, which does the um the image creation. Uh, this blows my mind. I'm not um as artsy as all that, but <laughs> I tried giving it some commands. There's a there's a learning tool that goes along with this. You got to kind of learn how to prompt it and tell it what to what to do. Because mine turned out really bad. I posted it on LinkedIn at one point. I was like, and I gave it this prompt, and this is what it spit out, and that's really bad. So I think I'm gonna leave that to the experts, right? Creating a you know art with AI is not my my strong suit. <laughs> sure. But there's so many cool tools. Get a good good get a CRM. Whatever it is, when you, even when you start out in your business, even if your company that you might be working with or your MLMs, a lot of times, if you leave, they get to keep that list. You want your own CRM. Just saying. Okay. Keep that in mind. And we just talked about this in a marketing broadcast we just did um, with Giver Marketing Network. We broadcast every Tuesday with uh, different marketing topics. And we were just talking about buy your name for a domain. <laughs> <laughs> right by your name be you this way you can be you no matter what okay and hold on to that that gives you an email you can use forever with you know it'd be christine at christine dean or right we have options so just cool fun things to do with your your tools and your toys well and i want to unpack that just a tiny little bit more because um i used to be one of those people every time i'd change jobs clean slate and it you know i was in my 40s and i went wait a minute why like i'm always in the same sort of space i'm always meeting the same people and that was my aha moment was you know i have my own crm and that's my and i love that have your domain name 
with your name because I'm baffled by all those apps where you can put your links there and then somebody's got to remember a weird link, you know, no offense, link tree. But... ABC 2468. Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> what I that? don't, I'm not built to remember URLs. That's not my thing, but I remember people's names. Um, so let's talk about the, the, the CRM for the personal. Um, first of all, I'm guessing you have a favorite. Um, I'm guessing the answer is also it depends, but you can share if you want your favorite. <laughs> but I can give explanations to go with the, it depends, right? If you yeah. want something that's going to be low cost, easy to start with. I mean, like Agile CRM has a free version, um, right? A lot of them will have a free version. HubSpot has a free version, right? They usually don't penalize you until you get over a certain point. I call it penalizing because now they're going to start charging you more based on how many contacts you have, right? So your success is going to cost you more. Sorry. We don't really want you to be successful. We do, but we don't. We want our cut, right? Yeah. So just remember that whatever it is that you're going to start off with, um, make sure that you're setting it up for success. And one of the biggest things on your CRMs is tags. Use the tag feature, right? So is this a client? Is this a prospect? Uh, prospect? Is this what? Who are they, right? If they're industry and you do a lot of networking, put their industry in there. Mm-hmm. Right. This way, when you go do a keyword search in your CRM, like, oh, I need a, you know, I need a realtor. Let me type in realtor. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody pops up at once. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's huge because for me, you know, I, I was always like, oh, this is too much work today. But tomorrow you will thank you when when yeah. you have that detail there and you can say, oh, um, oh, I'm looking for this industry. You know, it, yeah. it makes a difference when the data is there. And again, when you need it and it's accessible. If you have to pull it out of your brain, we can't remember that much information. If you have to go to books and flip through the pages, right? You can't just do a keyword search on my book and be like, oh, I hope it works. It doesn't work that way, right? You got to get it out of your head. You got to get it out of the book and get it into a searchable database. And that's yeah. the trick with the CRM. Not only that, but you can say, this is when I met with them. And then this is the follow-up that I need to do. You can send an email in there. You can schedule emails in there so you're like if you know that you want to follow up with them right then you can have that scheduled and set to ready to roll um, another thing is to keep in mind that before you leave the meeting if this is somebody you want to continue to work with right you might be like I really enjoyed our conversation do you mind if we follow up again in a month you know and they're like nope don't want to talk to you go away <laughs> I've never <laughs> no, had that I'm happen good. let Thank me say <laughs> But right. And they're like, oh, okay, sure. And so we'll put something on the calendar. Don't leave that meeting until you have your action step for next step. I love it. And you've probably heard of this, but I'm a big fan of um, Sandler sales training. They teach a concept called the upfront contract. And it is my favorite communication tool because there's, I, I always have to review it, but there's like six points where you agree on the time, the date, the expected outcome. Um, it really helps because I, I think a lot of people are vague, you know, oh, we're going to have another conversation. Um, you know, I don't want to say that I'm going to try to sell you something. And then when we show up and I try to sell you something, you're offended. So I like the upfront contract. Outcomes are great. Outcomes are great when you set the meeting. Outcomes are great at the beginning of the meeting. Like when we met today, you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm like, Yes, I'm down with that, right? Somebody's got to set the agenda. If not, it just kind of wanders off. And there's a certain amount of wander that you get to experience anyway, because you want to get to know somebody. 
And like, I just found out one of my friends I've known for a while, just like, oh, we're expecting a baby in three months. I'm like, and I'm just now finding out what is it about that? He's like, I thought I told you. I'm like, you were so much trouble, right? <laughs> Many blessings on you and your family, your growing family, right? But we want to know these things, right? If we're people, people like we are, and we want to build relations. We want to know what you're up to, what's going on with your family, how you doing, right? Yeah. But part of that is, you know, there's a time and place for that. And it's good to have that as part of it because that's what humanizes us. But then on the business side of it, you do want to have those clear expectations. So when I make an appointment of, great, yeah, let's meet next month. Um, I want to hook you up with a couple of people. Remind me uh, which industries you want. And let's try and get at least five connections for you next time we meet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And it's going to sound a little clinical, but I do that with my kids all the time. And I'm going to say my wife came up with that idea we tell them, okay, we're getting in the car. Here's where we're going. Here's what we're going to do. And surprise, surprise, we don't have meltdowns. We don't have, mm -hmm. and, you know, humans naturally want clear communication and it okay. just makes life easier. So I, I'm clarity. a big fan of that. It's all about oh, yeah. clarity. I'm telling you, I, when my son, my oldest one was, I think, two is when we started working on transitions because it didn't matter that he was playing with his Legos and you're going to have ice cream. Ice cream is yeah. good. He likes ice cream. It's not like he didn't like it, but he was so intent on what he was doing. Getting him to transition to any new activity was a major issue. So people yeah. like transitions. They like to know, okay, in five minutes, we're going to do this. Okay, now we're doing this. Okay, now we're doing this, right? So <laughs> just walking people through transitions, letting them know what expectations, clear expectations solve so many problems. Oh my goodness. It's incredible. I, I once facilitated an introduction and I don't know what went wrong in the communication because I had told them up front that they were both good introductions from a strategic point of view, but I also said, <clears throat> you'd be a good customer for her and he'd be a good patient for you. Like I laid it out up front and it was fascinating because one went on a hard, hard sell and the relationship never developed because the other person was like, whoa, what the heck? Right. Laying out those expectations and you got to know who in your network understands the relationship building side, because I've sent people and they're like, oh, you sent me so-and-so and man, they came at me hard with a hard sale. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. That person probably won't get referred again. <laughs> Yeah. You know, or I have to double back and have a conversation with them. We had a, an issue where somebody was coming on really hard with the network. Okay, let's do business. And I'm like, you need to take your time and get to know people within this organization. Once they know you and they like you and trust you, then they'll start doing business with you. Right. But you can't be like, all right, I need five leads. I've known you for two seconds. Though there are some organizations that are networking organizations that really encourage that. They're like, you know, everybody's going to walk away with X number of, of referrals and today, right? Well, they're not really referrals because referrals imply that somebody's looking for your services. Yeah. And that's different than an introduction to a business owner or another professional, right? So laying out those groundwork. And a lot of times those business connections are fantastic. You don't have to wait until you know them. And I've got a friend whose tagline literally says, right, um, I want you to know me before you need me. <laughs> right. And I always say, introduce me to your new business owners that are just getting started because I want to help them set them up for success rather than waiting until it's down the road and they've now been spending $3,000 a month on ads and had zero sales. Right. It's like, oh, 
ow, that hurts, right? I don't want to hear that. So, you know, please send them to me first. Let me get them set up for success and make sure nobody takes advantage of them and they don't have a bad experience. Um, we do a lot of things, I think, in business where people have something that's their specialty and then they just kind of shove it down other people's throats, right? If you build websites, everybody needs a website, you know, wh whatever it is, right? I've got a hammer. <laughs> Where's that nail I can hammer down, right? Rather than we need to slow down a little bit sometimes and look at somebody and their business and their personality and their value system and what's important to them and what's their mission and their goals and what are their strengths? What are their superpowers, right? And let's set them up for success, right? And, and as a good networker, one of the things you know is the personality types and you know people and you can answer those questions about your best partners, right? You know what their values are. You know who they're going to get along well with, right? Uh, and it's it's interesting when you take the time to get to know somebody, you can really make good connections for them because you're giving them somebody in their sweet spot, right? Somebody that's really going to help their business one way or another, whether it's going to help them grow, provide a service for them, make a good connection for them, right? The more time we get to know those people that are in our inner circle, the stronger we can be for partnerships, right? And a lot of times people are trying to get a lot of connections when really you just need a couple of really solid referral partners. And it's amazing what you can do. I'm referral based. I don't run ads. I don't, right. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it is. And that's my favorite kind of client, right? They're like, I was talking to him and I thought of you. I'm like, fantastic. Thank you. Let me see yeah. if I can help. And I always tell them, okay, we're going to start off. We're going to just do a free session to start with. And then you can either take it, run with it and do whatever you need to do. Or we can figure out if you have things you want me to do. Do you want to outsource your marketing to me? Or do you want me to coach you through the process because you want to learn, right? And so I'm versatile. My background in teaching, I'm versatile in what I can do with that. Because <laughs> I've had um, clients that are like, I was paying $1,000 a month to have my podcast produced. I'm like, ouch, that's expensive. Would you like to learn how to do that yourself? They're like, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I would. You know, and I just <laughs> trained them. And by the end of the month, they were producing their own podcast and been doing it ever since. Right. Save their business a thousand dollars a month. And for a large business, that may not be a big deal. But for a small business that's starting out, that's a big deal. I love it. Now, I could talk to you all day, but I promised you I'd let you back to your day. Um, <laughs> two more questions. Number one, you are the expert at being Christine Dean. I'm not. Um, is there anything I should have asked you that I haven't? Oh, goodness. We had so much fun today. And did I mention that I'd like to have a follow-up conversation with you to see how I can help you with your business? <laughs> I love that. Love that. Now, my final question is: Where can people go to connect with you, learn more about what you do, and and experience the world of being in Christine's world? Uh, you want to play in my space? Yeah. If you're a mission-driven organization, solopreneur, if you're trying to do good in the world, you're my people. Come hang out with me. You're part of my tribe. And um, we'll have a lot of fun. I have like executive coaches that are faith-based. I have um. Christian influencers and authors. I have just like the gambit of just amazing business owners that I get to work with. It blows my mind every day. Uh, veterans, because I serve on the board of directors for the DFW Veterans Chamber of Commerce. I'm on the board of advisors for the Veterans Ranch. So my tribe, come to me. <laughs> you can come find me at dfwnetworkingdiva.com. That's my website. You'll find on there, there's a spot where you can do a pro bono. Just do a discovery call with me and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm up to. You want to team up? Absolutely. Let's talk.
I love it. Well, thank you for hanging out with me today, Christine. Thank you, Jeff. You're a sweetheart. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.